We are New Song, a four-square church in beautiful Colorado Springs. We love Jesus. We love each other. We are family. If you have any questions or prayer requests, you can always visit us simply by going to newsongcs.com. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. Um, it's really interesting how some Christians live their lives because you sing a song like, I have decided to follow Jesus. Now, that's not us. I'm not, gonna, I'm not including you in this, but some believers, some followers of Jesus will sing that song, no turning back, no turning back, though none go with me, the cross before me. And it's kind of a depressing song because if you know how hard it is for me to serve Jesus, it's not easy. Yes, it's not easy, but you got it easy. In America, I want you to remember that. But even in America, sometimes we say, it's not easy serving Jesus. I'm having such a hard time. And I think there's more for us. If there's anything, if there's any heartbeat of, uh, in my life that I want anyone to hear is this. And it's also what I'm talking about today. But there is more for us than just getting by serving Jesus. Oh, I'm just trying. I'm just trying my best. But bless God, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. And yes, I know that. But Jesus did come to this earth and did say to us, you know what? It's best I actually leave because, you know, when I leave, you're going to do greater things than I did. And for some reason, as a kid and as an adult, I don't translate that into my life. I see some great things, but I don't see what Jesus said. I haven't seen it completely yet. And maybe he's waiting to, like, pour it out. At the end, at the last days, it's worth, we're at the end, I think. I think we're at the end. And I want to encourage you today, there is going to be more for you. Serving Jesus is not just, I have decided, no turning back. It's victorious. God means, it's almost, it's almost uh, heretical to say, it sounds heretical in church to say, oh, you're supposed to have a life of victory because you're like, nah, I know that that's great, that's speaking faith, but it's, life is not victorious most of the time for me. It's kind of like uh, defeat to defeat, win, defeat, defeat, win. We're supposed to be, um, you know, I don't like to quote this in a in the wrong way, but we're supposed to be the head, not the tail. We're supposed to see our lives walk in, uh, in victory. We're supposed to have that. And, and God has the equation for us. And we have received some of that already. Many of, it, many of you, if you've asked Jesus in your heart, the Holy Spirit is in your life. The Holy Spirit is the one who drew you to him. The Holy Spirit is not, it's not you who weren't so smart to say, Oh, I need Jesus. No, the Holy Spirit told you, you need Jesus. And you brought him into your life. And God's presence on this earth is in your life. That's the Holy Spirit. But that's, it's not supposed to be one time, one moment, one instance. We're supposed to continue to be filled with more of the Holy Spirit. And what that tells me is that then my life will see more victory and see more abundance. I want everybody to smile. It's not a sad thing. It's not something you'll earn. 
from God. This is what we do because this is what you're thinking. Some of you, some of you are thinking, oh, man, I just hurry up. But others of you are thinking, I'm hoping you're thinking, yeah, but I know that happens for some. But for me, I, I feel like I've got everything from God and it's still, I'm still not where I want to be. And I hope that's for, and I hope that he'll, if I just try, if I just, if I just, ah, what, if I just do this, then I'll get it. We have a hard time. I'm including myself in this. We have a hard time receiving from God. When we say let's worship God, and sometimes we need to do uh, something else besides just receive when we worship, but when we say worship God and see what he has for you, we say, oh, God, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, let me just have, let me just, just, oh, I'll just raise my hands higher. I'll just get on me. I'll just, and we think we, it's us, and it's not. It's not. It's not us. We just, we just let go, and he, and he pours in. He, you receive. And you've had moments in your life where you've just really received from, from, from God. And, um, and you know what I'm talking about, many of you. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Here's what I want to say to you today. I've been there. I've been to that place with God, with the Holy Spirit, where his power fills me, and I feel like nothing can stop me in the world. Many times I've been there. I'm not telling you about something that's not real. It's real. And it's not a just a, a one-time experience. It's not a worship service. It's not a church service. It's a continuing relationship that you have with with God that is, the Bible calls it a river of living water. It just keeps flowing. It's like a picture of a glass with water, and you pour the water in. Thank you. I'll have that. And God, when he pours the water, it just keeps pouring and pouring. Oh, wait, it's spilling. You can't keep pouring. He just keeps pouring and pouring, and your, your walk with God, you just seem to be more full. And you seem to just give some to someone because someone needed it. And then it just keeps coming, and you give to someone else, and you give to someone else. And that can be relationally. That can be emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. You just be able to just give, give, give. That's what we're to be. We're supposed to be this river of just pouring out on people. And instead, sometimes, isn't it, that a Christian, oh, there's a Christian they have nothing to give. We're not going to ask them. The, the, the waitress at the, at the restaurant won't even ask you for, for a tip because they know you, they probably don't got it. They're probably not going to give. They know on Sundays when church people, you know. And that's not how it's supposed to be, is it? And it's nothing you earn. God gives it. And I, I'm just kind of giving you a preface, of, preface of, of what's to come in your life and what's to come in my life. I'm expecting that. How many want that? Just could you just uh, raise your hands or just put them in front of you, Heavenly Father? Yes, we have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Though none goes with us, we have decided to follow you. But we ask for a new filling of your presence in our lives. We ask for more love, more love. And it's not something that you say, oh, you know what? You're asking for something. I already gave you a little, and that's all I'm giving you. No, you can't wait to give us more. So we ask for more. 
We ask for more joy. We ask for more peace. We ask for abundance, an overflowing of, of, of joy, of peace, of love, of your supernatural power in our lives. We expect that. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Jesus has the keys for you. There you go. He's got to go to work right after. Oh, okay. Um, I am so excited about the subject we're talking about through the next uh, few weeks. Um, the subject is the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's something that, um, as a kid, I, I um, wondered, because a lot of times in my church growing up, I was, I was in a Pentecostal church. I went to Pentecostal camps. I went to Pentecostal revivals. And um, the, I remember a lady that would speak, and she would say, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. And I, I would say, uh, it sounds like I'm making fun. I'm not. She was, she's the, probably, she, I, she's one of the four people in my life that has made the biggest impact. I wrote, a, wrote about it in a book I, I called it, um, What's Extraordinary About Being Ordinary. But she would say, the Holy Ghost, and um, I thought, why do you call it a ghost? And then I read in the Bible, a lot of places, the, uh, the, the, the Spirit of God, you know, the, there's the Trinity, Jesus, Father God, Jesus the Son, and the, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, some places it's called the Holy Ghost in some versions. And what do I think of when I think of ghosts? I wasn't even allowed to watch any movie that had a ghost, and I wasn't allowed to dress like a ghost for 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 Easter. No, for Halloween, I wasn't allowed. That was just wrong. You just can't. And I couldn't see how those two relate. And I don't know if you're here today in that place or what your what your background is, but I would go to um, revival services, and the Holy Ghost would move and they would call it that and and there would be dis um there would be things that would happen that i couldn't explain and for the most part it was all great it was all real it was wow i can't believe this you prayed for my ears like i was prayed for for my ears at a revival service at four years old and i could hear and i knew god was real but then there were sometimes it was just weird and it was probably because it was wrong like it's misused Anything, any gift, God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And any gift can be used correctly or used incorrectly. And so I saw it abused at times. I saw weird things happen. Um, and I didn't know what was going on. And um, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen people fall down in the Holy Spirit. You know, someone prays for them. I've seen people get pushed down and keep pushing and pushing until they fall down. And then I've seen, I'm going to just say in my life, this, this is kind of weird for maybe some of you, but I remember a guy pushing me. He was praying for me. He's like, I'm going to, and I'm like, would you just stop it? And I just kept trying to hold. And then I looked, and he was 20 feet in front of me. He wasn't even anywhere near me. And I just, cl I just fell, fell down, and I just felt like I was in another place, like I was in heaven. It was the wildest thing. So I've seen real, I've seen fake, you know. Here's the thing. Church, churches get controversial about this, and there's nothing controversial about it. If, it's the, if, it's, if God is here, God is here. If he's not here, then he's not here. And 
I think the problem in churches is not um, an overemphasis. You know, sometimes you say, oh, these churches, they get all crazy. This overemphasis, the probably more of the issue is the underemphasis of the Holy Spirit because we kind of think of them as, ooh, what, what is this about? Why do we, um, well, I'm not sure, it's mysterious. And in some ways, I guess the Holy Spirit is. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit, um, the word is pneuma, um, meaning a breeze or a wind. In, uh, in the Old Testament, it calls it a different, different word, and it, it means a little bit stronger, like a powerful. <laughs> and, the, and then in the, in the New Testament, it talks about how the Holy Spirit blows where he wants to blow and um, does what he wants to do. And it, is, uh, it could be a bit mysterious, but I want to um, make sure that our family here understands that <laughs> it's a good thing. It's not, it's not a weird thing, and it doesn't have to be a weird thing. And it's a powerful thing, too. I'm going to beat on this Bible. It's a powerful Bible. My Bible, I had it up here in the front, and Jaden has taken it somewhere. I'm going to use this Bible today, so I'm not going to hurt it. If you see a Bible that's two-toned that says Stephen on it, oh, thank you. I'll take, can I have that Bible, my, my sister? Bring me that Bible. The Holy Spirit revealed it to you. Um. Look at, look at Genesis chapter 1 just for a minute. You're like, uh-oh, we're starting at Genesis today. I'm going to read a number of verses to you. And, um, and it's because a lot of times the Holy Spirit gets criticized for being something that men came up with or that, that a church or Pentecostals, they kind of take this and they make it what they want. I'm just going to read the Bible to you what it says uh, in here. The Holy Spirit is very real. It's a big part of a believer's life. He's part of the Trinity. God the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit as his presence on earth. The Holy Spirit has been here since creation and probably before creation. I just want to read you a scripture in the Old Testament because um, a lot of times people will say, well, you're going to use those New Testament verses that talk about, oh, this is the church, and that's not the same church. We're a different church. We're in America. Um, I'm going to go way back to the Old Testament for a minute, and it says this. In verse chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning, God, now the earth was created, it formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God ooh, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit is a creative being. The Holy Spirit was part of creation. The Holy Spirit is creative in, in our lives. If you see people that have, um, and you know what, my notes today, I don't know if I'll use, I don't, I'm just going to try to, I, I want to start from the beginning on this, but I, I would just, I'm just going to listen to the whole, what, what he would say, even right now. What I'm talking about is God, God gives me the words to say, because let me tell you, and some of you know, you've seen me on a bad week. I'm not the greatest orator in the world, but the Holy Spirit uses me, and he uses all of us. And I was going to say the creative part of the Holy Spirit is that you'll see artists, and you'll see musicians, and you'll see um, people in the creative realm. And a lot of those type of people have a connection with the Holy Spirit others don't seem to have, and it's probably that's why they're creative. That's why they do. I've even heard, and I'm going to kind of go out outside here and, even some secular music, um, 
I, I heard an interview with Jimi Hendrix one time that he was talking about how the spirit um, lead, leads him. He, he was thinking it was, the sp it was a spirit, but I think he, he, his, he, he had grown up in a, in a Christian home, and he had that there, and he misused what the Holy Spirit had given him. You know, the devil was the same way. He was a worship leader before he uh, was the devil. Read about it. You can read about it in the Bible, and and um, you're like, look look it up. You'll see it. Where is that in Job or where where the Holy Lucifer goes out of heaven into 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 hell? Jeremiah, look it up. You can just type it in your internet. You'll find it. But he was he was a very creative being. Um. The Holy Spirit is creative. He is not something made up later by the church. We read about the Holy Spirit all through the Old Testament. Here's the weird in the Holy in the in the New in the Old Testament, the Spirit would it was called they would usually called the Spirit would come on someone and then it would leave and then it would come on someone else. It talks about how Joseph ruled because the Spirit was on him. It talks about um, Saul, how the Holy Spirit would come upon him when the, when the worship, when David would play on the harp, the Holy Spirit would come on him, and then he would, it would leave him, and then he'd get mad, he'd get angry, right? Uh, the Bible uh, talks about um, Gideon, you know, Gideon was given power to, to win the battle through the Spirit of God. The Spirit came over Samson, which is a really crazy story, because if you look at Samson's life, he didn't seem to earn it too much with his life, but sometimes the Holy Spirit or the Spirit would come on him and he would do amazing, mighty feats that no one else could do. Um, it seemed that the Spirit could come and then leave someone. And then in the New Testament, we, we see the Spirit on Mary's life. Um, Mary was uh, conceived uh, Jesus in her womb by the Spirit of God. Um, then we see uh, the spirit on Jesus' life as, as, he, as he ministered for three years on this earth through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus was God. We don't have to understand this completely, but yes, he was God, but he was ministering through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then his disciples, well, I won't get there yet, but then Jesus dies on the cross raises from the dead and it says the spirit raised him the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead dwells in us and it can liven or quicken our bodies the holy spirit is is available to us all right so that's that's where we are now i want you to look at john 14 and can you put that up there and um just stay with me because sometimes we um some people need this excellent explanation to understand it jesus is very simple in talking about the holy spirit and right before he leaves this earth he says hey friends if you love me keep my commandments all right and he here's something that he doesn't say right here but i almost think he's thinking keep my commandments and i know you guys are all um um, he would never say this, but I would. You guys are all losers, and um, I know that you're going to, when I die, you're going to run away, and you're going to be afraid, and you're going to lock yourselves in a room, and you're not going to be able to carry on what you saw me do with my life. So keep my commandments, and here, here, I promise you, you, I know, Peter, I know you can't do it in yourself. Yes, I can, Jesus. No, you can't. So let me tell you. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you. We have to, you know, to help you and be with you forever. And the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither 
sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you. He lives with you and will be in you. He wasn't in them yet. That's why Peter, right, he's like, I'll never deny you, Jesus. I'm so proud of you. And he's embarrassed three times. And even in front of a little schoolgirl at a, at a fire, he says, oh, I don't know who Jesus is. Because he's afraid. Because he, G the Holy Spirit was with him. He know, it, 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 it said to Peter, the Holy Spirit helped him to see, oh, Jesus, yeah, I know who you are. You are the living God. I know who you are. But it wasn't in him yet, so he was afraid. Okay? John 15. And let's, let's go back to, um, uh, or go up to 25, chapter 25. Um, sorry, verse 25. Thank you, Mark. John 14, 25. It says this. All of this I have spoken while I am still with you. John 14, 25. And if you can't get it, I can just read it. Or you guys should have your Bibles. You can read it there. But I often read it on my phone, so I understand if you didn't bring your Bible today. I'll read it to you. John 14, 25 says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, comma, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He's, say, he's trying to get into them, understand what he's saying. But I got a feeling that the disciples were like this when he said it. Yeah. Okay. What, what is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. They didn't understand. So he has to say it again. Let's go to chapter 16. Chapter 16, verse 7. These are just different times in the book of John that he uh, recounts where Jesus keeps reminding and reminding and reminding him, the Holy Spirit's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Now, let me tell you, this was before the Holy Spirit came, and he came. Now he's here. So it's not he's coming. He's here. But very truly, I tell you, my friends, I don't know how you can ever do it without me on, with you. I've been with you everywhere, but the Holy Spirit's going to come. And he says, it is for your good that I go away because I've been with you for three years and you're still not where you need to be to make sure that Gene sometimes someday goes to church because the church would have never been started if the Holy Spirit hadn't come over these guys because they were wimps without Jesus. And it says, it is good for you that I go away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. Talking about the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you a question today. Have you ever wondered why some believers or some people you know, and there's always people like this that are, that know more or that seem better or that have let me just say it like this. Have you ever met someone that just seems to have things together? And don't raise your hand, don't point or anything like that. But they just seem to have victory all the time. They don't seem to be upset. They don't seem to be depressed. They don't seem to have, um, what's the problems in your, in your family? They don't seem to have any. They probably do have problems in their family, but you don't see it. You don't, you, they, they, it doesn't come out in, in their fruit of their life. There's a, there's, there's a place in the New Testament talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. These kind of things you just seem to see in these kind of people. Now, what is different about 
them. And you would say, well, that's me a lot of times, but sometimes that's not me. And there are some that, man, it just makes me mad. Why do they always seem to have things to go their way? Can I suggest to you, first of all, that it's not, the, the truth probably is that it's not all going their way, but there is a difference between a spirit-less life and a spirit-filled life. There are two kinds of life that we can have. All of us, yes, I want to remind you, if you have Jesus in your life, you have the spirit in your life, but it may not be a spirit full. It may not be a spirit um, full of the spirit life, uh, empowered life, a life that uh, a victory. It may be a spirit-less life. How does this happen? How do some people live with more of the Holy Spirit than others, more of God's power, more of the fruits of the Spirit in their life? One reason, I think, and I'm just going to give you two reasons, and then we'll close today. And one reason is because um, I think they're just not aware. They're just not aware that there's more for them, that there's more available. Even myself, at times, I forget, oh, I'll, I'll be at something, and I'll sense the Holy Spirit in my life, and it'll fill me more. And I'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize I could have more. It's like this, kind of, not, not exactly, but I went to Australia for, a, um, for something with J12 one time, and, and I don't know how this happened, but they bumped us from, from the normal seats to the fancy seats, right, to first class. And I sat in first class, and I had silver, real silverware. I had my own private pepper and salt shaker that I got to take home with me. I had warm towels on my face and the seat like literally lays all the way down like like a bed and um and you have lunch and you have dinner and you have breakfast because we were on a long time it was like i thought we were going to get one th and they just kept bringing something then you get dessert and they're asking you to come out if you want coffee right away like right when you get on what can i get you and it was awesome right and then Maybe one other time in my whole life did I ever sit in first class, but every time after that, when I'd get onto the plane, if you're on a big plane, you, you come on, you go either to the left behind the curtain. It's like this fancy area. It's the first class, which I didn't know about, but now I know. Or you go right, and that's where I usually go right. And I sit there, and I watch the curtain in, in first class, and sometimes a stewardess will come out and shoo somebody away, kick them and say, get away from here. You're not allowed. You're not allowed up here. Maybe someone will come look trying to go to the bathroom. Oh, no, your bathroom is in the back of the plane. Go get back there, right? And I can imagine if someone hadn't been in first class, they're wondering, I once wonder what's behind that curtain. And I knew, I knew. I know how unenjoyable my 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 trip is back here but i'm watching that and i just want to see inside see what's going on what are they doing right now they, maybe they're having a party or they maybe they have a bounce house up there i don't know <laughs> and um it's kind of like oh our walk with jesus that uh, there's a curtain when you come on to your walk each morning do you go to the right or you can go to the left and if you go to the left, which is available to all of us, the Holy Spirit is there. And you may not get warm towel treatment, but you will experience an easier flight 
with, with Jesus in your day, and you sing that song, I have decided to follow Jesus, and you can sing it with a smile because you're like, I'm in first class, baby. I'm with Jesus. And um, let me remind you today, there's a realm available to us when we're filled with the Holy Spirit that will bring life, that will bring abundance, that will bring a supernatural grace, that will bring comfort in our chaos, that will bring peace in our trying to think of something that starts with P, peace in our trials. It's on the other side of that curtain. It'll bring fruit in dry times in our lives. We sang a song today about the desert, the desert song. I don't know. Actually, I don't remember what it said in the song, but uh, I was thinking a lot of times we live in the desert and we're supposed to be living in, in the, on the island <laughs> with Jesus. Amen. I almost finished today, but one, one reason we don't... Uh, receive the Holy Spirit of life is because we don't know what's available to us, like I just said. Acts 19, 1 through something, they talk about, you know, that Jesus, um, the disciples came to some friends who they're like, well, don't you know about the Holy Spirit? Let me just look at it real fast. Acts chapter 19. Um, they didn't know it was available yet. It had happened in Acts 2. I don't know how long between Acts 2 and Acts 19 it was, but it kind of reminds me of some churches, what happens here, because Paulos was at Corinth, Corinth. Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at a town called Ephesus. There he found some people, a little church that had not heard about the Holy Spirit. And he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, everyone on the edge of their seat, verse 4, I know I gave you a lot of verses. Do you have it or do you want me to just read it? Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe. In other words, I know you probably know about Jesus, but you, there's more. Do you believe in the coming after him? That is in Jesus. Verse 5. I just want you guys to be expectant. And uh, so I, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, however, I added, however, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Let's see if there's one. Is there one more verse? Or is that it? Matthew verse 6. There were about 12 men in awe in that nice, sweet little church of Ephesus, which became the center of the church that we know today. That's, that's where it came from. And it was because the Holy Spirit came upon them. It came upon them the first time through the laying on of hands. It can still happen that way. Um, but what happened after that moment in their lives was not the end they continued to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and they walked in the power of the Spirit. All right, the last, the other reason I want to suggest why some people don't receive the Holy Spirit completely in their life, they live a spirit-less life instead of a spirit-empowered life, is because maybe they've resisted the Holy Spirit. They've resisted the Holy Spirit. I, I would hope that we would not ever be in that category but you know the holy spirit is um and i'm finished amanda so if you don't want to play the holy spirit is um sensitive the holy spirit because he's because he's powerful because he's a spirit when god's presence moves 
it's very easy to resist him almost without knowing because you've got your own plans you got your own things you we got our own distractions don't we we have so many distractions and the holy spirit truth is god's presence on this earth is speaking to all of us every day and there are many times that we might resist him right there's there's the obvious when you're at the store i'm trying to think of a situation this week where i might have because i probably have resisted the holy spirit um you're at the store and and you just know i'm supposed to be nice to this person i'm supposed to smile i'm supposed to say hello i'm supposed to say something and you don't the Holy Spirit is probably telling you they need they need they need the 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 the, the overflowing water in your life. You got it. I gave it to you. Now you need to let it spill on them. I promise I'll give you more. And yet we're busy, so we don't do it. But you all have the stories of when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and you listen, and something happens as a result of it, don't you? You've seen God move through you when, you when you listen to the Holy Spirit, when you step out and do that. Stephen in the Bible was a man full of the Holy Spirit. He was stoned for being, uh, for being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he, he remembers at his last moment seeing heaven. He was so filled with the Holy Spirit that he, I don't even think he was feeling the pain of the stones that were coming at him. But he had called the people, you are a stiff-necked people Acts 7 uh, chapter 7 verse 51 you are stiff-necked people in other words saying you have resisted the holy spirit in your life and i just pray for all of us that that not be the case with us we say where is the holy spirit where how, how does he work where how, tell me the specifics chances are that you sense the holy spirit right now in 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 this room it may be in a sense of comfort may be a sense in, of conviction the bible calls the holy spirit our advocate and we might feel like he's he's got my back i just feel like he's with me the Bible, the Holy Spirit in Greek is called the paraclete, which means alongside you. And the thing is, if you give place to the Holy Spirit in your life, it's never this kind of thing where um, what people mistake Father God for. Oh, he's going to hurt me. He's going he's he's to do something because I, don't, I, I deserve it. The Holy Spirit just has this way. Of, you never misunderstand him. If you sense him and, and you give in to him, all you feel is paraclete. All you feel is he's alongside me. He's with me. He's on my side. He's for me. He's counseling me. He's guiding me. That's what you sense. The Holy Spirit just has that. He just is, is, is precious in, in, his, in his presence the way he acts.
And I just ask, um, no, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to ask you to ask yourself, where do you fall in in your understanding or your um, walk with Christ in, in where the Holy Spirit falls in? Where do, where do you where do, where is it is is it be, is it at a place where of resistance i'm afraid i don't want him in my life is it unknown oh i didn't know this is available oh wow is it you know i've seen the holy spirit here's some of some of us here today i've seen the holy spirit move back when i was a child or back at this camp or back at this church i just don't seem to see the holy spirit like i used to i don't seem to i'll i'll be i'll be honest with you at i i i speak at camps all over summer camps all over, over the place i don't think no one's asked me this year i think they're thinking i'm too old now so i guess i won't go to youth camps this year but but i see a difference in how the holy spirit moves in summer camps than the way he used to move say 10 years say 15 years ago it was so easy to present, oh, here's the Holy Spirit. He's for you. Are you ready? Yes, we want him. I remember times where I just sensed that the ceiling left the building and the Holy Spirit, and I just sat down, had the worship team play, and the whole room was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And these days, it seems like I'll pray. Oh, just be open. Just be open to them. And then they'll say, well, can I ask a question? Uh, when are we going to be finished? Because I want to, I have somewhere I need to get to. And it, it's just different. It's just different. And don't be afraid that, uh-oh, how long is this going today? I'm just, this is the introduction today, so re relax. But maybe you're in that boat you're like i've seen him in the past but i want to see him more in the future i want to see him now i want to see him. and here's the thing what we've seen in the past some of you what you've seen is nothing compared to what he wants to do and so today um just talk to the lord for a moment and if you're new with us and you're confused and wondering um know that it must be on purpose that, that, that you're here too because the Holy Spirit wants to be real to all of us. And this is a really unusual subject because I always know how to close service with any subject. Um, usually you just look at what you said at the beginning and you summarize it. But this is not a summary thing where I can, I, I have something written. I'm like, well, that doesn't even work here. And the thing that may be the challenge for you today is different for every person because the Holy Spirit speaks to all of us. And I heard a speaker say this before, and I've said it before of you. You know, we get broadcast a word from the God, and then the Holy Spirit narrowcasts to each one of us what he wants us to hear. That's why people keep coming back to church at any church because no speaker could get in front and say what everyone needs. But the Holy Spirit seems to meet you, doesn't he? He meets you when you come to Jesus, when you come to church. And so we just take a moment right now and we say, oh, we're so thankful, God. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful that you um, left this earth to bring us something more. Next week, we're going to be talking about what happened in Acts 2 and how it can happen in our lives.
today, Lord, it doesn't need to need you need we don't need to have a sermon to know that you are available to us. I pray you be available, you be real in each person's life in this room. Would you all just stand to your feet? I would say it like this, would you, but just, just go ahead and stand. I would say like this, would you stand if you're available to anything more the Holy Spirit wants to do? But I decided just to tell you all to stand. And I encourage you to be available to the Holy Spirit and what he has to do, what he's going to do in your life. Let me prophesy over you in this church that we have seen nothing yet in what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our midst, what the power of God wants to do in our community, in our other churches in our community. The Holy Spirit is getting ready to do something in all of our churches, but we're going to do that.